The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. Who played Moriarty on Sherlock? Oh, I like him. He's a good act. He's a good character. Everyone actor. gets like a weird boner, but then there's also like this subsect of Twitter where they're like, "Oh, everyone gets such a boner for him." Oh, right. Like oh, people that hate complain about people on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I, what a fun segue! Say, uh, Assuming the thing is going, yeah. it sure is. Uh, so, um, I just I need to start off the top of the show. Hold on. Welcome to the Big Shiny Podcast. I'm Rebecca. To my right, I got Tyson, John. And Tom, we have let's, intros let's in the, the like pre-recorded intros. Let's listen, start. Listen, listen, listen. Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, it just Game ended. And what I, an I, episode! Hold on. I, what I think the final episode. I think that'll be debated shut the fuck up for a second. For I need to shout years. out. I need to do a shout out. Kind of crazy how like Walter White showed up and was like, "Want some math?" I need to shout out. Matthew I need to do a shout out. <laughs> fuck you, Dylan, who made the Game of Thrones petition. Fuck you. That's all I got to say. Yeah, fuck him. And if so, you want to find my Game of Thrones fanfiction, you can go to fanfiction.net. Slash Rebecca Frost. Good luck. 20 bucks to anyone who can find my fanfiction.net user. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm going to make 20 so bucks or how, at least a week. How crazy was it that the dragon, like Beauty and the Beast style, magically turns into a long lost Targaryen at the end there? It was weird that he had like the gem encrusted dick. Guys, that was weird. It was weird that they did a close up. <laughs> yeah, the part that, like, like the gem encrusted dick didn't weird me out. It was the yeah the sustained close up, <laughs> and it was just so floppy. <laughs> and, but and, then, but like, you could hear the gems clinking together as it flopped. But like around. you yeah. could see, like in the it was kind of weird the angle that they shot it at because the dragon's eyes were like staring at you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, just like willing you to look away. <laughs> I mean, this is all fun and games, but let's really talk about how the episode ended. Let's hear it, John. Break it down for us. Jon Snow brings peace to Westeros. He's having a nice dinner out out in uh, the north. He took his family to Applebee's. <laughs> got that Everything's good. The guy walks in. He's got a members only tunic on. Goes to the bathroom. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Starts playing. Dun, 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 his daughter dun, dun, walks in the door dun, and the screen dun, goes dun, black. Dun, dun. I think people will debate that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't want to like get like too far ahead in the episode, but like that after credit scene where mm. it shows like the rubble of King's Landing, right? And then Cersei's hand like right. pops up through the rubble holding a wine glass. Right. Like yeah. and that I mean, bitch was basic when she popped out of that. Yeah. Well, and I didn't I did not expect them to rip that off from X-Men's Origin Wolverine. Like that was straight up like at the end with Deadpool. Yeah. How about when they're taking their plane over the river and you can see the outline of the dragon? <laughs> <laughs> How crazy was that? I couldn't believe like I didn't. That's where Loch Ness monster came from. Yeah. That's the entire fucking story, right? They're just like, actually, well, this is an origin story like for Loki. Thing. Like same for thing. Nessie. Like Drogon's blowing flames behind Daenerys, and it, like it takes the shape of like a big dragon behind her. Right. Yeah. Well, and the weird part to me, well, I and I guess it's on brand for Game of Thrones, but like you know, leave it to them to take the sex position all the way to the last episode, where like, and maybe you guys can explain to me, but like I don't know what how it drove the plot, but watching White Walker Cersei. And Daenerys just fucking scissoring on the Iron Throne. That was weird. <laughs> zero was fucking sense. Sharp. Like it just seemed, it just seemed like filler to me. And it was yeah. like, oh, we have to have boobs in the final episode. Right. So I thought it was kind of weird that 
they uh, started using force ghosts. Yeah. And like they brought back like everybody. Right. Like Sean Bean is there. Joffrey's there. Tywin Lannister. Aaron Rodgers from just the last Aaron episode. Aaron Rodgers. Ed Sheeran. That white horse. When you find out Kit Harrington, he's been at his mom's, it's the funeral the whole time. His mom died of a horrible disease. The whole series has been based around. It's the just mom him like trying dead. to get through the, th- so this funeral. It was just a fucking fever dream. Yeah, I've been there. I thought it was cool though in the final battle where like, Daenerys like made the flame dragon that you mentioned, mm-hmm. but then it like bit Jon Snow in half Mortal Kombat style, right? And then that dude was like, Toasty. <laughs> that was fucking that was, weird. Yeah, I was not appreciative of like the internet meme like insertion there. I like, do like yeah. that they like they leaned into that like coffee cup, right? And they showed like they're building a Starbucks. Right. Well, everyone was just fucking standing around the rubble of King's Landing. Just like holding coffee cups, sipping, looking Wait, at it. I like just that they like, leaned into it and they yeah, were like, we yeah. made a mistake, but now it's canon. Yeah. And everybody had gold hands, but Jamie had a real hand in the final scene. Right. Do you think that was like a continuity error? Like they just kind of forgot. Which part? Everybody having gold hands? Like we- Jamie, that Jamie had a regular hand. I think honestly they probably saw it and were like, no one's going to microscopically zoom in on motherfuckers hand while they're hugging. And so moved on. so sure. real talk for a second. That actually, that scene was not in last week's episode. Yeah. It no. was a production photo that was sent out ahead. You know, like if you're one of those people that get like that kind of stuff from HBO. Press? Yeah. <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> so like the the press email that they sent out before the episode for people to post like uh, preview shots. It was only in that. It, it was never in the episode. Ever like from the beginning, not it's yeah. not like the coffee cup where it was there, and then they promptly edited it out like a day later. That was just a production photo that they. So apparently, there's a deleted scene where John Wick comes in and like shows Jon Snow like how to say goodbye to his dog properly. Oh, cool. Yeah. And and by that, it's uh, I hear they're gonna adjust it so when John looks at the dog, a uh, giant just comes in and fucking kicks it. <laughs> That's how you properly say goodbye to your dog. Shout out to the original John Wick. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I knew Keanu Reeves was on set, but I thought it was part of the uh, now shooting Bill and Ted 3, where they grab Jon Snow to give a history of Westeros. Yeah, because not only do they time travel, but like they travel like through dimensions. Yeah. No, but that's the whole thing, though, is like it was like a little Easter egg, like right? Like mm. Keanu shows up. And now it's like that exact scene will also be in the movie and you'll be able to connect the two. And you're like, holy shit, shared fucking universe. I did not know that. Which actually, so I saw John John Wick 3 this weekend. How many parabellums were in that? Like at least seven. Seven parabellums. Yeah. Awesome. And, yeah. What's and, a, what do you mean parabellum? I don't know. It's called John Wick 3 Parabellum, and uh, I don't know what that means. They, so. Guess what? They okay. say it in the movie. They say it in the movie. So what is a parabellum then? in the context of the movie? So in the you context, can grab edu- your phone if you're just winging this. No, I'm no not. No one knows what a parabellum is. <laughs> no, I'm not. So Let's look there's, it a up. Part, there's a part where Ian McShane, he's saying a quote in Latin, and the, the quote is, if you want peace, prepare for war. Wait, Ian McShane's in John Wick 3? Fuck yeah, he Hell is. Yeah. I think I'm out. What? Do you not like Ian you don't McShane? like Ian McShane? Fuck Ian McShane. What about the episode Fuck of Game of Thrones that John? had Ian McShane? <laughs> I don't like Ian McShane. Okay. Anyway, why? anyway. So prepare for war why? is parabellum. What do you mean why? Sorry. Hold on. Prepare for what? Uh, prepare for war is, is parabellum. Parabellum is in that Latin. prepare for war in Latin. So it's John yeah. Wick prepare for war, but fancier. Yeah. I don't Ooh, like when sexy. clearly Hispanic men have Irish names. 
I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah. It's so really, once again, it comes the, back to got, a racial thing. I always got the vibe <laughs> that he was. Racial <laughs> thing. It's just like my brain Hispanic can't, people should have Hispanic I names always, so we can easily identify them. I can't I, reconcile uh, the differences. I always got the vibe that he was Greek. <laughs> what, whatever. Oh, my God. I kind of, yeah, I kind of got it like a. If your name's McShane. I'm talking pale skin and red hair. That's all I'm saying. Hey, also, like, real talk, I am aggressively losing my Game of Thrones Deadpool at work. (laughs) Like, for sure? (laughs) Like, aggressively. Yeah. Like, do I even watch the show? If this was was March Madness, you you would have thrown your bracket across the (laughs) So do you think, like, so this this is also real talk. Wait, hold on. I'm glad that we're saying that because I'm sure the listeners were really confused at the beginning. I was actually getting lost in some of our things. Like, what the fuck? Do you have a breast cancer awareness that has Playboy bunny ears on it? No, it's Ariana Grande. Uh, It's one of Manchester. Because remember when when she was in Manchester and there was a bombing? I don't remember that. I do. The one that got away. This is the worst Ariana Grande (laughs) concert I've ever been to. (laughs) And you've been to plenty. Buckets. Because she survived. No, no, we we get it. I'm laughing about the same thing. All right. Sorry, Tom. Go ahead. I apologize. You want to throw out a you want to throw out a theory that uh, will be proven wrong? Well, no, but I do want to walk you through my emotional roller coaster of last week. Yeah. No. Let's let's talk about last week's episode. Yeah. So the episode was over, and I was kind of bummed out. I was like, man, like there was some stuff in that episode that I just thought was dumb, but whatever. But then as the week went on. And, like, I thought about it more. I just Shoot got, like, it. more and more and more and more excited about the, fun- the, the series finale. Because there's, like, there was so much, like, death and destruction and dismemberment and burning and explodies and stuff. That, like, I wasn't able to catch some of the things that people started pointing out as we were talking about it. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, yeah, they, they might actually be able to save this. I do want to talk about last week's episode because I, I enjoyed the as the just the destruction was happening there the character like the main character's reactions to it yeah like aria and uh for one thing john i will say this and i don't know if maybe it's because the actor's just fucking tired of playing john snow highest paid extra am i right <laughs> but uh he uh go like Definitely standing there waiting maker. to raid king's landing i don't know if it's intentional or not but i really appreciate it Dude looks fucking exhausted. Like yep. he looks like he uh, is just fucking done. Very much intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Like he is done with all this shit. Like he's a man that lives up to his word. And so he's doing this, but he's right. not happy about it. He doesn't want to be there. He's tired of this shit. And he's tired of the Game of Thrones, if yeah. you will. Oh, I'm Christ. just I'm just tired of all these Star Wars. Here's <laughs> why here's... can't we just have peace in the stars? Here's the thing. I didn't like last week's episode. And I feel like I'm being gaslit by a lot of people on the internet saying, we saw this coming the whole time. She was always going to be the Mad Queen. And here's the thing. Sure, she was always going to be the Mad Queen. She was always going to do this. The way that it's being executed right now is so bad. It is. Because we had so many seasons beforehand to set up this character development and like show why these characters make their choices. Um, But now because we've surpassed the books and the showrunners have said, we have a game of Thrones plot point. Like the major, the major plot points that that we want to George R. R. Martin. And so all they're doing is they're hitting the plot points without showing the journey to those plot points. And that's why 
Danny's descent into madness feels so rushed. But I, but I, don't, I, think don't... Should, I don't think you should feel gaslit. Because we talked about this in the Slack channel for, and, and I actually really enjoyed that conversation. We all have kind of different point of views on it. And I don't think anything's wrong. I think it's a legitimate view of the viewer of your journey with the show up until now. Right. And mm-hmm. you feel like it's rushed. For me, I, feel, I felt like it was a great snap. Like, uh, I, I, like, they've been telegraphing this. And, like, all the shit that's happened to her in such a short span of time was more than enough straw to break that camel's back for me. And so, for me, it's not a leap. So, I guess... But also, I'm not dis... Like, I, I don't want to also mm-hmm. dismiss, like... Because I understand, right. like, there's a huge lot... There's a lot of people that feel that way as well. But, for me, I enjoyed it. John, where are you going to... Go ahead, John. I'll, I'll go after you. I mean, spot on. Like, this has been building the whole time. And now she's so close. And she finds out she has this <clears throat> fucking birthright competition going on yeah that's gonna take it all of course she's gonna snap and she's losing this is a classic tanya harding nancy kerrigan situation (laughs) classic classic (laughs) over and over again just history repeats so close and then someone slips in ahead of you and you just snap yeah totally so i don't i guess my issue with it was like Everyone like, oh, they've been telegraphing it the whole time. But like most of the moments that were pointed out to me as like telegraphing were like one-off side comments or like specific images from eight years ago. And while I do agree that, yeah, they have hinted at it, it's hard not to feel rushed when the circumstances in which she just decides to burn shit is because she can. Like... Her sitting on that thing, the bells are ringing, the city is surrendered, and her to suddenly go, okay, I'm going to start mopping up innocent civilians and just go ham. It didn't feel like there was anything to push her over the edge into it, except that the people will never love her. So, like, even for a character like Daenerys, who has been, you know, really mixed back and forth and generally self-serving, it just didn't feel like that far of an edge fall made sense. Mm-hmm. So for my, I think, sorry, oh, sorry, real ahead. quick, I think like, cause like I very much subscribe to like the one bad day theory, right? Like you're a superhero, you have one bad day. Now you're a supervillain, right? Parents get shot in yeah. the alley and you're Batman. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Right for yeah. next week. We can go see it. Hell Probably. yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm so excited that's for good. that. Um, but I feel like the difference is that's not how they delivered it. They delivered it like, she just like went literally from like to the Joker level of insanity, right? And I think that that didn't make a lot of sense. It, I think somebody put it out like, what if she was like, nah, I'm fucking cooking Cersei. And so she flies in and starts burning the red keep only. And then civilians start dying. And then something else, like they could have triggered the events better so that she was escalating with the escalation of the situation, not literally going from zero to crazy yeah, in, like, a, there was in, a, one, in a scene. There was yeah, one yeah, that yeah. I saw that was like, uh, like Rhaegal is still like Rhaegal doesn't oh, die yeah, of the previous episode. Bell's toll one a million shot in a million hits Rhaegal kills him after everyone's already surrendered and then that's when she's like fuck all y'all and then yeah. snaps. Yeah, I think have, just have, have any of you ever actually watched a human being descend into madness? No, it's it's pretty accurate what they're doing. Like you're not born mad. It comes with age, usually later in life. You get a couple red flags 20. that you can go back to, and you're like, okay, 22. this makes a little sense. Usually between 18 and 24. Oh, okay. There's also and- a really good video that de- like that explains, uh, and this was made years ago before this season even came out, so I want to go back and watch it, but it's all about why um, the Targaryens have this 
predisposition to go mad because of like incest and inbreeding. Yeah. Was it the comic book girl 13 video? No. <laughs> I also, I also Real. think that like they could have leaned heavier on the, like, like you said, you know, every time a Targaryen is born, is born, gods the gods flip, flip a, a coin. coin. They could have spent three more minutes explaining more than that. Cause like, again, but they, but what are the gods? Already... Like, so wait, the gods flip a coin. They flipped the coin. She was awesome. And then they just like lost the coin flip 18 years later. I just, I just think that again, no, that's madness though. Oh, that yeah. is it. It's a genetic, you and know, been... it's a mental disorder. Like, and again, you I see these flashes of paranoia and jealousy yeah. and red flags. And, there are and then all that... of a sudden it just happens. And this season the has been good in. at showing those kind of like trigger points. Yeah. Like, her best friend dies, her Jorah dies, her dragons die. Like, everyone that she cares about is, She like, loses John in a she's, sense. Like, people are turning against her. She's realizing that she's alone. Like, there are plenty of points to kind of showcase that. But, so, a really good example that I saw was when they were filming Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling told Alan Rickman the Snape twist at the end of the books because the books weren't done, but she told him what the twist was so that he could incorporate that into his performance. They didn't do that with Amelia Clark, so she has also been blindsided by her character's turn, and that's why she's like so disappointed. Like If you read interviews that she's done about this last season, first of all, videos of like the cast uh talking about this final season like they all look like they're being held hostage it's awesome but there's an interview that she did where she says this last episode like fucked her up mentally because this isn't the taste that she wants to leave in people's mouths about Daenerys but okay so now let's go back and the way that and again it's probably different but the way that I have viewed the series from the beginning Mm -hmm. is a, a lot of people took Danny into their hearts as the hero of this. as one of the heroes of the story, right? This mm-hmm. poor girl gets sent away. Awful things happen to her. But despite all that, like her whole thing though, has been all this horrible shit's happened to me, but I need to get back to King's landing and retake what is rightfully mine, which is the iron throne. Right. And thus begins her journey from point a after she is, uh, what do you call it? Like outcast, right? To trying to get back and everything she's done and like not even like the little one liners and stuff that that people pull out to point this out the major events of her plot point freeing those slaves she doesn't give a flying fuck like it made her look good and she realized that and but it was not an altruistic move it was a means to an end to help her eventually build an army everything she would do like even after it was something that was perceived as good like yay daddy she freed all the slaves and she's our hero then like she's still talking about like how that's going to help her get to the Iron Throne. Mm -hmm. It's always been the Iron Throne from the beginning. And the closer in proximity that she got to that Iron Throne, the more uh, uh, like reckless she got and the more like, like tunnel vision she Mm -hmm. got about that. And now like, and you find that once she lands in Winterfell, like once they arrive in Winterfell and she's so close to it, it just, it accelerates everything. Mm-hmm. And then like, I've, like I brought it before, then you add all of these losses that happen just back up, like back to back to back to back to back. And it's like, I've got a hail Mary and I'm going to take this thing. And not only that, like I'm kind of crazy with power and then not even accounting for her whole predisposition for insanity based on her lineage. For me, it was, she starts burning everything. I was like, yep, yeah, well there it is, you know, but again, and also, like you've like 
we've met people who like go into a blind rage, right? Where sure. just the world kind of closes yeah. in. Like, yeah, yeah like that like, makes you, sense you see, that you she see would do red that. around the edges. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so for me, uh, and again, I, I don't, especially because amongst us, I really enjoy like our conversations that we have about yeah, it yeah. because mm-hmm. unlike the fucking Twitter verse, no one's like raging and saying, right. You know, they need to fucking cancel this shit and, and like it. Cause even though if you guys have problems with like certain beats, there's still some certain things that you mm-hmm. like about it. And like, you can pull that out. And even if you're not super thrilled with the overall picture of like how they're wrapping it up, it's like, well, we've all been disappointed by shows before, you know? Well, and, and to be honest, like, and I don't want to be the guy that's like, it's the friends we made along the way, but like, <laughs> the, but it was the, real, the friends we the, made along the way. The real throne was the games we made along the way. Right. Exactly. But like, seriously, it's, thinking it's about not it, like the destination, it's the journey for sure. Sure. And like, I think that this journey, hopefully, and will hold up for a while. And I mean, cause regardless of how tonight ends and how things wrap up, this is still. Well, I think we covered that in the first half. Oh, of the right, episode. right, right. So, regardless of how big Drogon's dick is, you know, this show, <laughs> it did some really incredible stuff that we haven't really, that I haven't seen in TV in a long time, or even felt about a TV show in a long time, right? And I think the more, like I said earlier, the more I started digesting the episode, there were things I didn't agree with. I could talk about how I feel like Arya Stark's thing didn't make a whole shitload of sense, but, um, there's all these things because of like the drasticness of that, that I think people didn't see like who was Varys sending all those letters to, right? Like he burned a letter, but you mean to tell me he wrote one? He probably wrote a shit law, right? Like, we also also, talk, oh, like we also talked about him burning that letter because he lit it on fire and then put it in a thing and then and covered it. On top it. Of it. Like you didn't do yeah. it. That's like, the that, first also, thing I thought. That still there. Also, he was like trying to poison Daenerys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, or something. Because she, she hadn't to... eaten in like a week and he kept trying to get that little girl to like get her to eat. Oh. Pretty sure he was like trying that's to poison what, that's her. That's kind of the way I took it. Got yeah. you. And then he had letters as like a backup. That's actually Which smart. also, like he was an advisor to King Baratheon, King Joffrey, all these other like leaders. And suddenly Daenerys like goes a little crazy and he's like, ooh, huh, ooh, <laughs> no thank you. So I think for him though, he's always been like a big picture person. And yeah. he like, I would say of all like the, the side players of the game, if you will, he's been the one that can like predict things the best and understands yep. the flow of things the best. So I think if we're going to subscribe to the theory of like, Danny is so close, she got tunnel vision and went ham. I think you could say the same for Varys, right? Like he is so close to seeing what he wants, which is a good leader on the iron yep. throne and peace. Don't want it. He's willing to start. He, I mean, this is his last thing. This is his desperation, right? So he's like, I have to kill her. She's got to die. John will take the throne. Anyone else that could have a claim to the throne is dead. Everybody loves John. We're so close. We have a draft. You know what I mean? Like, yep. this is like his last, like, he's rolling that dice. Um, she wants that nap. One thing 20. I'd like to get your thoughts on, Rebecca. So the show's been on for nine years, 10 years. This is the Say eight. eight. No, no, no nine because there's a year. season, well, so, but they took 21 months off between the right. last season and this okay. season. So, so eight years, just kind of like so they were off. Because, because I will say Still this: the first, the first and second seasons I watched uh, during a bad breakup, and so that's how I judged the passage of time. So mm-hmm. one thing I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time is, is that a lot of people are throwing it out there with like the social justice stuff that it's like, oh, they just use the typical woman gone crazy trope. Um, like honestly, yeah, that's my first reaction. Like okay, they might same. as well have just said that she got on, she got her period. Right, but to be fair to 
like HBO in the country. And to be what fair, women are like that. No, 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 women. no, no. To be no, fair, no. bitches be crazy. But I think no. But I think you need to to say, like, I think the fault of that then doesn't necessarily re- like because I think people are misdirecting a lot of their displeasure with this series and and how it's ending, is that you can argue about the in between writing of the major plot points that the HBO writers are doing and mm-hmm. and how well that is, but I promise you. Danny going mad is a major plot point that George R.R. Totally. Martin laid out. So this has been in the works since the beginning of the books mm-hmm. and since the beginning of the series. And like then it comes to fruition and now people call foul. Let's also point out that George R.R. Martin is an overweight man. And never going to finish the fantasy series. fantasy world. But he's and, also upset with how the show's ending. And of course he made a woman go mad. That guy's... Yeah, probably but, got a bunch of resentment towards women in general. So yeah, just, so my so how my lizard brain there. so how my lizard brain works is right. the initial right. reaction of bitches be cray. Mm-hmm. We're in a it's show there. in a book written by an overweight white man for a show written by two white dudes, one of which never blinks. If you watch the yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he's a lizard right. person. He never blink. Guys, it's guys, weird. guys, oh, open he's up your a, fucking eyes. All right, lizard yeah. people, they're here. They're real, and he's one like of them. it's really easy for me to jump to my my lizard brain madness of like bitches be crazy she might as well have just gotten her period like right. thanks for letting Arya kill the night king but like what the fuck else yeah and reducing brienne to a crying bitch in a house coat oh yeah now that was over fucked. some dick yeah like ugh, like that's fucked up like get agree. you some what get you some female writers who 100%. actually have some perspective 100 percent agree but like it's the Twitter thread that I shared in the Slack channel, which was fantastic, which is basically uh, there are two types of writers. There's plotters and there's pantsers, people right. who fly by the seat of their pants. And George R. R. Martin is a pantser. And that's why the books are hella long. But there's so much character development because we follow them through their choices and how they would develop yep. naturally rather than just hitting specific plot points. But now that we've surpassed that, we are just hitting those plot points because that's the D&D writers. That's how they are. And so after taking time to sit and reflect on it, like, yeah, this all makes sense, but the way it's being perceived right. by the general population is that it came out of nowhere and that bitches be cray. Right. And and I, I, I got to say this, like, I I think people are hoping for some sort of George R. R. Martin vindication when he or whoever steps up to finish the series after he dies is... Like, Probably Brandon Sanderson. Uh, Fuck uh, me! <laughs> but they... Uh, that the... That there's going to be some sort of vindication that they're going to get, but judging by the Twitter th- thread that you that you shared, and we can share that on the the BSR uh, Twitter sure. uh, after this episode releases, so you guys know what we're talking about, is that his books are going to suffer from the exact same fucking thing. Going off of everything that was kind of covered in that with the the plotter versus pantser stuff, he's created this whole like weed garden of mm-hmm. characters, and he's going to have to do the same thing and bring it together. And I think it, the books are going to suffer from the same thing there's trying an, to clip all this stuff. There's an interview that he did where he's really frustrated with how the show has gone because now he's like, he uses the word retcon and how he has to like go back and change things. But he doesn't. Like, that's the thing is like, this is always the show. And just like any other show that's based, like he should not be, I think here's what I'm concerned about. And this is, and I think this is kind of fucked is he gave the HBO showrunners the major plot points. And the writers, you can argue about their talent or whatever. And I know people are fucking pissed off. I'm sure that those people did the best that they could to try because because HBO said six more fucking episodes. No, HBO said whatever you want. And they said six episodes. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Either way, they so then they said I heard they were actually offered like ten. Yeah, they were offered like done. ten episodes, and like the budget was basically a blank check. Damn. So like. So then that that raises a lot of questions about so Ghost. I have yeah. <laughs> well, but, just, but hold on, real yeah, quick. Let me, ahead, just, let me just get to the point. So, well, my point is, is okay. Whether they're given six, eight, or ten episodes and a blank check or whatever, they were given the major plot points, and they have to start connecting all of these dots. Mm-hmm. Not being George R. R. Martin, and I, giving that. I tend to lean towards people are going to do the best that they can. They probably did the best they can. And then you can attribute that to their talent or whatever. But um, George R. R. Martin is like, like, I feel like he gets an out now. He, mm-hmm. he, and if, especially if he's shitting all over this final season of the show, mm-hmm. well, it's real easy for him to have given him those plot, them, those plot points. They bring it to bed the best they can. And he can look at it and say, oh, well, shit, that, that didn't work. That didn't fucking work. And then he can come out and be like, oh, I'm pretty pissed off. And meanwhile, he got the HBO mm-hmm. writers and the show are getting shit all over. He got to beta test his ending, mm-hmm. realize that that shit doesn't work. And now he can go back to his books and be like, oh, well, I'm going to do a bunch of fucking fan service and make everybody happy and be the fucking hero. That's and so your funny. Books and that, are that sell like irritated. crazy because yeah. everyone wants, oh, the actual That's so funny. Ending. Like my yeah. first reaction once the, sh- once the episode ended was Patrick Rothfuss better not ever finish his books now because there's a series of books called the King Killer Chronicles where the first two books have been put out and they're awesome. And he's got this deal with Lionsgate for like a video game, a TV show and a movie and like Lin-Manuel Miranda's doing the music and it's a whole big deal. But we've been waiting for the third and final book for almost a decade. And Everyone's like, when are we getting the last book? When are we getting the last book? But he, the author, feels like he's written himself into a hole where it will never be good enough to meet people's expectations. And so after last week's episode, I was like, Patrick Rothfuss better not finish his books because this is what's going to happen. And that's what sucks is that people, now you've got creators that they start a saga, right? And they get to a point and there's all this fanfare and then the Twitterverse or whatever, like, frankly, like, I just think fucking fandom in general for anything has just become a hot dumpster fire mm-hmm. that now creators feel hostage to their own works and yep. afraid to finish their stuff because of fan backlash when well, you may have had a vision of how it ends in the whole the whole time problem with society i'm gonna be honest we are on the opposite you have like fucking nazi germany and communist russia on this end of the spectrum and we're all the way over here like not everyone should have a voice. We're not in a good place as a society. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Like, well, I think I don't give a shit what I everyone's mean, opinion if, if is, only... and it should not be broadcast for everybody else. I think I think everybody should have a voice, but not creative control but over everything. But it should match mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's, that's everyone should have a voice on certain topics. Exactly. Obviously, but like white men dictating women's bodies. Well, obviously, perfect, yeah, perfect yeah. example. But Alabama, like. You want a good show? Write a fucking good show. Yeah, then go write you a movie. You don't get to complain and that's, and about that's someone crux, else's right? property. Yeah, and you yeah. don't get to do well, that. all these people and that fucking petition that's got 500,000, which I then, like, when I saw that, I immediately tried to go find the numbers of how many people signed the Planned Parenthood petition for Alabama, and I couldn't find the numbers because I was going to do a snarky tweet about it, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. But, um, you like, all these 500,000 people, like, you don't like this shit? Deal with it. Then either fucking just deal with it and, and you can have your opinions and you can talk amongst your friends yep. about the intricacies of the story and what you did and didn't like about it. And that's fine. But don't run out there and shit all over everybody, because I guarantee the second anyone approaches you and says, 
okay, how about you fucking direct, create, or write something that's going to mm-hmm. literally please everybody? Because good fucking luck. Well, and the problem, too, going, like, is think about the creative implications, right? Like, we talked about this with the Sonic trailer, right? And now Sega is like, oh, we're going to redo the Sonic look and blah, blah, blah. Like, if they decide Horrible to, precedent. Horrible. And if they go back and decide to redo this Game of Thrones ending, like... They're they not. They won't. They won't. But it's going to put, like, weird expectations weird feelings like are the writer like are the writers going to come back and do it are they going to hire different writers like it, there's just so many things that we shouldn't like it's done it's over whatever however it ends whether or not you like it that's how that's how it was created it was it, it, and and if you want to be mad at someone you can be bad at George R R Martin for the major plot points and you know well, but see, not even that's are you, not even why right. Are you like, mad? Why are you it's mad? It's a story. Yeah, it's a it's a fictional it's, story. Like, don't be mad. Like, be mad you can at be... yourself for taking this on so personally. Yeah. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not yours. And they again, wrote a fucking story. You chose to indulge in. If you don't like it, walk yeah. away. They uh, they don't owe you anything. Yeah, and again, no I, one owes you anything. And I think it comes from insignificant fucking ant on a giant <laughs> marble. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And again, I I, I am. Like we, I mean, we have a whole podcast where we just discuss this kind of stuff, but like, it's, it's one thing to discuss it and to be like, Hey, I didn't like, I didn't enjoy it. I I was, I was bummed out about these aspects and I'm frankly disappointed in the season, but to like go out there and call out people and demand things is a whole fucking different different level of entitlement. I mean, that's, and that's, what's crazy to me. Like people throwing it out there, like, I didn't like the Aria, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's your opinion. So, but to these people who are calling out HBO and, and demanding that they redo at minimum, the final episode at most, the entire final fucking season, get off your fucking, I did it once. I started a petition to reshoot, remake uh, Time Bandits, and all the midgets <laughs> are Peter Dinklage <laughs> but, playing different characters, like a real Eddie Murphy so situation with Peter But you're Dinklage. not asking for change, you're asking for an enhancement. And I think that's different. <laughs> so, I know we're getting, we're, we're over our 30. I want to say, though, what's, what's one thing you want to see happen in the series finale? No jokes, like actual thing. I feel like I can't answer because I read all the leaks. Oh. And they've so far been very accurate. So I feel like I can't say anything. Okay. Uh, I told you mine. I appreciate that. Tyson I mean, and I talked about this. Yeah, like our, I mean, my my hope and like this is like I like an a quote unquote ideal ending for me is and I and I think like you said, I think we're kind of aligned, maybe like how it gets there or who does what is a little bit different. But I, I think and I would like to see John is ultimately offered the throne. He will turn it down. And I don't think, want it. Yeah, don't want it. And then uh, he'll uh, turn it. He'll he'll bestow it upon Sansa, and he will fuck off to the north beyond the wall and be reunited with Tormund and Ghost. And that's like he will want to. He wants to live. It's that like his retirement. Life. Yeah. He wants. He wants out of there, and he just wants to go. Yeah, it's his retirement. And Sansa will sit on the throne. And then I have a couple different theories about who might be her hand and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's what will happen. And frankly, like, I I, I think that would be a good wrap up for the show. And I Mm -hmm. think certain people will get what they deserve. I do feel like, and I totally agree with Rebecca here. There does need to be like, I hope there's some sort of redemption for Brienne. And I hope that that's not the last time we saw her character and we see her like 
I don't know, just she got stood up after one night stand. I don't think that was unrealistic. No, I, I guess she's a strong character, but it's like the first time she's opened herself up to love, and she got burned. Yeah. I think that was a totally normal yeah. reaction. I think it was a normal I just, reaction, I but I don't to want God, that. I hope to God that's to, not my last scene. Yeah, of her. I just don't want that to be like that's the last taste you have in your mouth of Brienne after her entire story, and then the last time we see her oh, is like. She spends the rest of her life digging through the rubble, trying to find finds the golden Jamie's hands. body. Oh no! And the last oh, no. scene of the show is oh, her no. just pegging this yep, dead body is. with a there stand. it is, there it is. <laughs> and then the dragon learns to speak, and it's Sean Connery's voice, <laughs> and it asks Jon Snow how he learned to do that thing with his tongue, and then and that's he's the like, credits. Go watch Dragonheart. <laughs> Did yeah. you see Jack Black singing the Game of Thrones theme? No. Toss that it. Toss that in. I can in. already picture it. Let's t- put that in and take us out on that on the show. Okay, Tom? Okay. <laughs> You're not do some edits. Do it. <laughs> I-, I hope that Arya Stark is dead and then comes back as a super cool undead assassin. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.